2: What episode are we on? 74. Exactly. Episode 74. Who gives, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I think everybody's at their wits end this week, but... Yeah. If you guys could see what I see, I, I, I think Derek's
1: got a dilemma that we have to start... We gotta start this one on. Derek,
2: what's it's, going on in your world? So I know you got a new tool, but I don't think do. it's out of if, if anyone effort. has,
1: it, like, some sort of musical talent, they need to write us, like, jingles. So, like, <laughs> we could press a button, like, when it's time for Derek's Dilemmas, and, like, mm-hmm. a little, yeah. like, song comes on. Yeah. And that's well, our segment, yeah. you know? Well... It's
3: funny, so I did um, I'll do a little shameless plug, I did a podcast yesterday, the Full Blast Podcast with Jeff, and we had a great time that'll be coming on Friday but um, you gotta listen to that but anyways, we were talking and I'm like I'm I'm trying to be like positive but I'm always like saying (laughs) negative things and I'm like, I'm bitching about everything and I gave him the line I've told you guys this before, but my father used to say, if there was two miserable bitches left in the world, I'd be both of them you know?
0: (laughs) And, um,
3: (laughs) it's like, no, but it just, the computer thing, it just drives me crazy. And sometimes I think it's me getting old, but it's the computer. It all started when I got the new tool and I needed a PC for that, which I don't understand why you still need PCs for anything, but regardless or irregardless, however you say that, but I needed a PC. So I had a nice PC and I said, you know what, I'm going to get the same one as this. So I go to the store it's about $2,000. I didn't realize it was that expensive, that PC. So I said, I'm not getting that PC. So um, the kid is trying to sell me one, which I'm sure was fine, but he was obvious he was getting a commission on that one. I wanted one similar to my other one. I wanted facial recognition. None of them had it except for the very expensive ones. So I purposely bought a shittier computer just despite this kid. That's what started the whole <laughs> animosity type thing. But it's not a cheap computer. It's still You like walked out of not, there pissed off. Yeah, $900, like it's, but it's a little yeah. bit smaller, and it just aggravates me the size of it. But I go to set this thing up, and he says, um, who's going to racetrack? Is that Kyle? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: on, I'm on basically racetrack in every single day between the two wow. exits on either side of my shop. Someone goes every day. Sometimes multiple times a day. There's an accident. Someone goes careening off into a ditch. i I'm afraid you're going to get hit by a Nissan Altima, you know, or a a Toyota Corolla goes careening off into a ditch every single day outside my shop. (laughs) Like it's it's. I'm so sick of it. You need a big net to catch them. It's it's insane. Like one time, I was just telling. I was telling my parents. I saw there's like a cliff that goes up on the side of the highway, Mm -hmm. like probably a good fifteen feet like a rock mm. that's higher than the highway. And I saw a tow truck perpendicular to the road, the, the highway, backed up against the cliff. I'm like, what's he doing? There's no car. It's just rock. Like, I'm, I'm like, what, what's he trying to get? I look up in the air, up on top of the cliff, and there's a car way up in there in the trees. He was it like <laughs> down from the <laughs> trees. It was like it was parked up there. I'm like is – that, Is that where cars come from? It's yeah. just insane. They the stork,
3: The stork they, dropped they off they that on all They grow Nissan in Connecticut. Altima. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So, back to the computer. Sorry. So, I. that's all right. So, I am. Yeah, um, go a little closer to your microphone. Oh, uh, no. It's going to be this mic because it's always this. Hold on. Let me move. Hold oh, uh, right. on. How's go. that? Get, better? That's better. So. I get the computer and the kid goes, it's got Microsoft S and you're not going to like it. I'm like, I really don't care. whatever."
2: Microsoft S?
3: I don't know. But I get home. I got to get
2: Windows 10. That's the trick.
3: Well, I have Windows 10, but it's like I need to put in a valid email. I need to put in my birth date. I need to put all this stuff in. I put it all in and i screwed up on my email but i'm like i don't care it just it took it whatever at the very end get it me says to the
2: start screen no we're See, gonna that's what e- screws you hold,
3: up, though. hold on hold on we're gonna email you a code yeah to activate it if,
1: if i you don't... don't do it a hundred percent right no. you're screwed you make yeah. made one mistake yeah. along the way yeah my, like my my shit is still screwed up from like 10 so, years ago so app like my, Apple my
3: validation code <laughs> to the wrong email address yeah So now I have to go back and restart the whole process over again to get the validation code. So I get it, and it's trying to run their browser. I try (laughs) to download Chrome. It tells me there's no need to run Chrome, this browser is just as good.
2: I, when I bought my la my PC I downloaded Chrome and it and a little pop up says yeah. there's no need to download you know browser. they
1: better take it easy over at Microsoft because no one even wants to use them in the first place. So now know. they're making it hard for you to download the good shit too. It's like that's mm-hmm. why I just get Apple well, stuff. Well no. my
3: well my buddy told me he said whatever it is, Edge or whatever, he mm-hmm. says it's a it's just the name of it. It's Chrome. They just Microsoft yeah, bought yeah, it, and yeah. Yeah. renamed it, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm like, whatever. So I get it all done. And then I try to get everything from the um, old computer onto it. And then it's not recognized in some of the files. And then I had my laser issues again. But it, it it just, I finally got it squared away. But now I'm working on it. And it's so small. And, you know, it wasn't a cheap computer. I paid, it was it was like $900 for every, taxes and everything. So it's just under $1,000. But I have two MacBooks. I have this computer that I didn't realize was eighteen hundred dollars. I'm like, I don't need another two thousand dollar computer. So I'm why Derek? To...
1: Why do you need another computer at all?
3: Because I need to run two run yeah, two, like two, oh, like yesterday. Shit. So like yesterday, I was cutting things. It, the CNC was going for probably like eight hours yesterday. So then mm-hmm. it's I can't do it. That's what I've been doing. I was able to run Lightburn um, off the Mac, but the Mac's on the Fritz, and this new mm. laser it doesn't use Lightburn, which I'll Not get into. Yet. But um. But it's, um, you know, so I, yeah, so I need another PC, but it's it just, it's it's a pain in the ass. So it's like, I really didn't want to get a good PC, but, you know, I did. But it's a little bit too small. It's like, uh, almost like, remember they used to have like those notebooks oh, those or whatever? Books. Yeah, it's almost like that. that. So it's like so yeah. small, but I'm trying to tell myself, listen, you need it to press start. That's it. Like, you know, so... I'm just whatever, but I, I have a feeling it's going to be going back. To be honest with you, it just, you know what's uh, funny? Oh,
1: Go ahead. I I bought a PC like just a desktop for my CNC when I got it. Yeah, we, I think we spent like 300 bucks on like just a box, yeah. and I had like a monitor. I haven't had one problem with it. It works every single yeah. time. It's probably full of 10 pounds of metal dust and, and yeah. concrete dust. And the thing, yeah. the thing works like a champ. Well no, no the problem, problems.
3: The problem I had with the Paul was so the old CNC I bought same thing I bought just a basic laptop it was yeah. like 250 bucks but then, what happened was I'd want to try to change something on the file like and um like try to download something mm. and then like it, and it just ended up being a problem so I wanted something like halfway decent so yeah. I should, if I had to do a little bit of work I could but it's it's hard because it's like you can really get spoiled with a MacBook like everything just works it's yeah. good and that's what my uh buddy that helped me I'll get into him later but um he um you know, the, the nerds love the, the PCs because they can, you know, mess with them. They can change things. They can do whatever yeah. they want with them. They hate the apples. But, you know, you pay a lot of money for them. But you know what, man? It all works. You know, it works flawlessly. And they look flawlessly. Nice. Yeah, they are. This laptop, actually, this is a good-looking laptop, and this one, but, you know, it was $2,000. It wasn't, you know, it's a Microsoft, but it wasn't cheap. It was like 1900 bucks. Mm-hmm. but, you know, you're paying for it. It's not cheap, you know. You, you, you can tell it's a good quality, you know, laptop, but not that I just take a MacBook any day. You know, I think yeah, MacBook should run everything. I don't understand yeah. why you can't get them to run other things you know we put people well now, on the board ship right
2: Chris? well I'm, I'm i'm still all screwed up with my macbook and so like i got the you know whatever the newest shit right now window i have to run windows 11 and a lot of the programs that like we like that any of us use yeah. like 3 vectric yeah. uh, all this shit it's not optimized for windows 11 yet so like i have vectric on my new computer on parallels right and hmm. everything works except when I go to preview the cut, it doesn't work. There's no preview. Mm. So, oh. and, and Derek, you know if you use Vectric. Yeah. That's like such an important feature yeah. in yeah. Vectric because yeah. you can really find out if your part's going to come out right yeah. or if it's going to come out totally wrong. I was just
3: going to say, it's only important if you want to see if it's going to be done right.
2: Right? And I mean, <laughs> as someone that like – I would say that I'm – if I had to grade myself out of ten for as a CNC operator, <laughs> I'm like a four on the router. A solid so like,
3: four, I hope.
2: Yeah, yeah, a solid four. Uh, I'm like edging up, 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 you know, into the next category because I, I don't think I've broken a bit in a while. But uh, I also don't use it very much. But like, yeah. I need that. I rely so heavily on that. So I went in the forums. I started looking it up, and then you got all these other people that run real businesses and are like fuck, I just bought, I just spent $4,000 on a new MacBook Pro, Mm. got everything set up, I love it, it's great, I'm doing all my this and that, and then I went to go make a cut on Vectric, and it's not working right, and it's like, Mm. you know, and of course, I traded in my old laptop, whatever, but Paul, I did the same thing, when I got my fiber laser, I went to Micro Center. I bought, like, a $190 laptop. The yeah. thing is, it's, like, honestly stupid. It barely fucking works. It constantly, yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, restarts. But, you know, for what I'm, I'm using, it's fine. And what's funny, too, is, like, it's I treat it like a $200 laptop. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, I have it, like, propped up on, like, rolls of tape and like it constantly falls off and like it's, it's not gonna survive. Sitting on a
1: pile of Tapmatics.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a $200
1: laptop yeah. sitting on
2: $4,000 worth of tapping equipment. Dude,
1: Derek, I, when I was at this kid's shop, I just looked yeah. under a table and there was like a bucket of Tapmatics. And it's so funny because, like, he'll say, Paul, you should really get one of these. And I'm like, you no, know, I I have one, like, I'd i rather buy, I'd like no, to buy one 30s. from Chris. And he goes, you should just look on Facebook Marketplace. No, like, no, 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 no. That's 15 that's not right true. in here. No, hold <laughs> that's on.
2: That's 100% true. I, I want a redaction of that statement. I've been telling you to get a 50X. Because yeah. a 50X will go from quarter, <laughs> will go from, no, number six to half inch. Oh, half inch. I yeah, have you like have said five, that. I have, like, five 30s that you only have go to quarter inch.
1: I need one of those Chinese arms now because I have. We're, have we're doing this too. new this new thing. These new things that we're going to be making for somebody, mm. which I'll tell you guys about. And I think there's a lot of tapping involved. Like that's what I'm going to need, dude. That thing something is, like that.
2: I don't ever want to use a tapmatic
1: again. Yeah, it doesn't make after sense. Using the tap, that's so much arm. better.
2: And like the other day, it's like I had a tap. I had a tap um, three quarter sixteen through one inch plate, mm. and. You know that's a big fucking tap. I mean, a three-quarter inch tap. Oh, is, is, I, I couldn't no. hear you. It cut yeah. out. You said three-quarter. Yeah, three-quarter on that 16. machine. Well, no, I couldn't do it on that. Oh, anymore. oh. So what I wound I wound up doing a combination of like tapping, tapping on the lathe, and then tapping by hand or whatever. But I re- at that moment I had like this like like I could have bought the bigger tapping arm for mm. like another four hundred bucks. But I was like, ah, like I don't tap over five eighths very often. This mm. job would have paid for that tapping arm like five times, mm. yeah. and instead I was there with the fucking thing, hoping like, please God, I better not break this three quarter inch tap because I only had two of them, mm. and you got to put a lot of force on a on a three quarter yeah. inch tap. The only I good just part say, was that's that, a
3: good thing. That's so big, like you yeah. don't feel like you're gonna break it.
2: Exactly. The only good thing is is to like uh, six. So the the your higher your thread count, it's a lot easier of a thread to cut. You know, mm-hmm. so like three quarter ten is hard to cut because it's like just chewing through that that material. So anyway, um, but I had I had an opportunity where I if I had a second person with me, I could have put these plates up on the bridge port and set up mm-hmm. the big tapmatic, and I could have done it. And I was like, I'd rather do it by hand because getting it set up on the milling machine it's so was much like time. kind of a pain in the ass. And then like anyway, so uh, the tapping arm. I mean, you got to see it in person. You didn't get yeah. to see it run, but um, I mean. It's. I think. I think a Tapmatic is like eight hundred bucks brand new, or nine hundred bucks brand new. I would and then never you have spend to, that. But and then you have to run it in a machine. This yeah. thing for fifteen hundred bucks, it is its own machine. And
1: you move it all around exactly where you need it, like a Tapmatic on a Bridgeport. You'd have to like. Yeah, center it perfectly, right? Otherwise, I'm Well, assuming... it has a little bit of drift. Oh, it so does. You
2: can you can be off by like, I don't know, maybe like an eighth inch. Oh. Fine. It has slop in it for <laughs> gotcha. that purpose. Gotcha. Um. Uh, so like it'll find its way, but it's, it's it's uh the the tapping arm is like the way to go. I, I it's it's a little tricky if you do want to get one. Let me know because getting the uh, the um, the standard size collets, there's only one distributor that uh, Cliff Dufton actually found that oh. sells them, um, and they actually sell the tapping arm too. It's a little more money, but you can buy everything from one place. Gotcha. Instead of trying to get the collets from here and the tapping arm from China and you know paying fucking duty and shit, but uh, it, it's a really cool tool. I, I like, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I would, I, I'm now I really have to sell all the Tapmatics because there's no literally no reason to have <laughs> them. But, I don't know. Anyway, that's not a
1: computer issue, though. Derek, do you have yeah. any Tapmatics? I didn't see any nope. in your shop.
3: Nope, Just old school. Just a, just a, just a, a bucket of, of um, taps and a, like a Q-tip container.
2: Well, you know what's <laughs> so funny? So, like, <laughs> I got
3: all that machining stuff.
2: The other There's day, I'm, I'm working on this this project, and it's it was half-inch thick plate, and I had to tap quarter-twenties through it, uh. so I have it on the welding table. It's already, like, set up. I have it up on risers so I could drill straight through it, and, like, it's all there. Everything's... I used my mag drill to drill the number seven holes in it, which is, like, amazing. Having a battery-powered mag drill, Paul, is, yeah, like, that is pretty the nice. fucking best thing ever. You just plop it on and do your work. So... I get it all set up and I'm like, you know what? I could get the tapping arm and I could bring it over to the metal table, you know, but it, it's not, I don't have the magnet ready yet, so it was mm-hmm. a little pain in the ass. I go, fuck it. I'll just throw a tap in a drill. It's only half inch plate. Oh. First first tap, I break the quarter inch That's tap. Of course. In half inch material, it's fully embedded. So I'm oh, like, that, what goodness. do you even Son do? A bitch. You have to break it out. If it's a yeah. through hole, you can break it out. So I have yeah. these, I have these punches that I've ground to like a really sharp point, and they're starrett punches. They're really hard, and I just basically just bash the shit out of the back of the uh. tap until it blows out the bottom. The problem is though, you never get all the tap little fragments little out of yeah. the threads. Yeah. And then if you go to chase that tap with another tap, as soon as you hit that hardened thread. You break the second tap. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you fucking, you get the tap out, then you got to pick it with a pick. So if I would have just moved the tapping arm, which would have taken 10 minutes, I would have saved 40 minutes of breaking out a tap, you know, like just a fucking nightmare, you know? And and it's so funny because I literally was thinking like, oh, it's only quarter 20. It's like easy. You do that in a drill all day, but I don't know. It's like just being lazy. It's every time you like every time you take a shortcut, it's like that meme you've probably seen. Is like every every project is one one snapped bolt, or like every every fifteen minute project is one snapped bolt away from being two days of pain or oh, something like that. Such a pain yeah. in the ass, you know. So, so anyway, be- Derek, back to your new tool. So, I don't think I've seen. Have we seen the new tool? I you you've um, teased it's,
3: it. It's it's yeah. It's it's appeared a little bit. Um, a little bit here and there. You need a smoke um,
2: machine to really do like the reveal, I think.
3: Oh, that's a good idea, huh? How can I make a little bit of smoke without burning down my house?
2: Just start the house. Just start the fire, but
1: don't let it engulf the whole home. <laughs> You're <laughs> a TV guy. Call have some like yeah, we people we, come
3: over. we had we had professionals. We had we called them like the the smokers union. They were nice. just they were they were great at it. They um. They, they did they laid down the best smoke it was uh it was, it was actually funny it's like it's it, seriously it was like a whole art form down there like everybody had to do it the right way and there was like a whole once they had it dialed in how they did it it was like every episode it was like the same way but um no I did get a new tool I partnered up partnered up with uh ohm tech laser and I got myself a little fiber laser. And it was a little bit of a chore to get it here, not on their part due to FedEx, but we got that squared away. And um, once you got it, it was a little bit of a couple little hurdles to get it set up. But I think we're good set up. And, um, you know, it's, it's just such a pain in the ass with these machines, not this one specifically, just these machines in general, whether it be a CNC, a laser, a 3D printer. Like, I mean, we're so lucky in this community to know other people that are so willing to help. Cause like if you didn't have any friends and you oh have God. bought one of these, dude, it figuring would just this
2: out in like a bubble. You'd be yeah. The thing would be like, in, the, in the back on the curb before like, it even you know. Yeah, I,
3: I want to start a business where I just go around buying all the machines that people bought during COVID that never got set up. You mm-hmm. know, because you know that happened. Like oh, people are like. I gotta install drivers. I gotta do profiles. Mm-hmm. I gotta do this. Do I got NEMA twenty threes or thirty fours? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, air cooled, liquid cooled? You know, CO two five, like just so much bullshit, you know. And it's like yep. you you gotta have somebody help you. But you know, thank God, this community, just so many smart people and um, people that are willing to help you out. And I got it squared away. I think <laughs> I like now. It's like you know, it's such a chore to get it done. And now I have to learn how to use it. You know what I mean? It's like you were just saying <laughs> with the CNC, it's like, yep. you know, just cause you got the thing running doesn't mean you know how to work it, you know? And I'm like, you know, trying to engrave little pieces of metal and it's like looking at it and it's like, you know, tan instead of like mm-hmm. black or whatever, you know, but it's, you know, that's part of the fun too, learning. The only thing I never thought of, which was kind of stupid before I bought this It's like with a regular CO2 laser, you just throw down some MDF scraps and practice on it and cut them in this. This, it's for metal. So it's like, you know, metal's expensive and it's not light and it's not, you know, readily available all the time. It's like, you know, unless you're like going through Paul's trash heap, you know, Mm. but it's like. Even that, you wouldn't be able to fit the. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I-beams, you know. But it's uh it's fun, and it's just, you know, I, I'm thinking of a lot of different things I can do with it. You know, a buddy of mine was just here, and I made him, like, a little keychain with his logo on it. It looked like mm-hmm. shit, but it was something, you know. And, um, no, but it, it's good. I'm excited. I'm going to – first thing I'm going to do, I got some, like, tags. I, I was going to make keychains with them, but I don't know about that now that I'm looking at them. But I wanted to make something for all my patrons because without their support – they, they, they bought this thing, you know, I mean, I paid for some of it, but they paid for most of it. So mm-hmm. I feel like, owe all them something and they're going to get something from me made on it. You know, so just a little thank you. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. You know, they're, they're fun to watch. With mm-hmm. your goggles on. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I don't watch too closely. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. No, but it's just, it's it's amazing. It really is amazing to see it in action. So you'll be seeing a lot more of that. But it's just crazy. I, I had a piece of metal and I engraved it. I was like, let me try a little piece of MDF, see what happens. And like it got hot and you could see a mark on it. But like it didn't even do anything to it. Really? I mean, I've never tried yeah. to do anything other than metal. Yeah, online. it's weird. I It did. I made it. It must be the settings or what it, something was on. But it's funny, I did two of the kids' logos, and I changed, like, the frequency and the power, I think. Mm-hmm. And you could clearly see a difference in the letters. Like, one mm. looked nice and crisp, and one looked... They looked fine, but when you put it up to the other one, it was obvious it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. But um, but one time, um, it ran off the side of the, um, the, the metal... And there was MDF under there and it burnt. So one time it burnt MDF and one time it didn't. So I don't know what um you know what makes it, you know, do what. You know, there's like huh. you know, you have the speed, you have and then the everything's in metric and I don't want to change it to inches because it's so small. Mm. And then it's like everything's milliseconds and frequencies Yeah, and there's and that, a lot so. of there's so much yeah. nuance to the yeah, to so. the uh,
2: fiber laser it's it is and there's so many settings for anybody that doesn't know so th- there's only really one program that can run these fiber lasers it's called EasyCAD2 it's quite possibly like the worst piece of software that was ever written and no i don't think any person on the fucking planet knows exactly how to use this program I think everyone that uses it is just <laughs> guessing and we have like a bunch of people who have guessed enough that we've like sort of figured it out within the community you know um, so it, it but it's like it, it's like it's like the MS paint of uh, of of uh, uh, driving softwares but now the, 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 the laser software that most people use called Lightburn is supposedly going to be working on fiber lasers uh sometime this year they're like working on a way to do it but yeah it's it's a it's a really it's a really um it's a really cool tool going going back to what you said derek about like you know thank god for the community and figuring this stuff out on your own um a friend of mine has a plasma table and um i mean i don't really i'll I'll say the manufacturers doesn't even really matter and you guys know my friend will strange commodities garage yes so he has a a a right cnc w-r-i-g-h-t right I, yeah. I don't know if you guys had ever heard of them. I've they, were, seen um, them. Uh-huh. they were like a like a, a a consumer level like entry level plasma table a couple years ago so he bought this table like right after he bought it they came out with like a massive like redesign which was like way better than the one <laughs> he bought which pissed them off because he dealt directly with them like communicated with them and, and they, they never, never
1: said hey wait a minute yeah
2: we're coming out with a better one in two weeks yeah. never said shit so he gets this thing he's had nothing but problems with it since he got it right so just the other day, the computer that came with it shit the bed completely. So he uh, had to figure out a way to like get a new computer and have it interface with the drivers and all this shit. So now his torch height controller is going backwards. So at the end of his cut, instead of retracting, it's diving into the material. So it'll make a cut, and then instead of going up and away, it goes down and crashes into the material, right? So he goes to get in touch with them, goes on Google to look up their number out of business of course Uh. he can't get in touch with them and then i guess through his research found out that they're in the middle of like a multiple lawsuits because it looks like allegedly they may have taken money for machines and then never delivered on them Uh. and went out of business so now he's totally screwed now knowing what i mean especially knowing the people that we know and like will's a little less involved with the community as we are I am 100% sure that someone can, even if they totally just take the base of his machine and, like, re reprogram the stepper motors, like, someone will be able to get that machine going. You know, like, someone will be able to help him get it going. But if he didn't have... If there wasn't this amazing, like, forum community and YouTube and all this shit, that thing could just be pushed right into the ocean at yeah. this point. You know, like, company's out of business, it's not working properly, just scrap it. Fucking throw it in the garbage. Yeah, and that's... Costs- that's how he More, makes his money?
1: Yeah, I mean, what would you even do? Like hire a compute, like a computer technician? No, no, you like, could.
3: No, people are smart enough that, like, I mean, before, so like, even avid CNCs, like people say to me, like, oh, yours isn't really an avid; it's a router parts. It's yeah. like, well, that's what avid was. Like mm-hmm. avid when they started, it was just a company that said okay, this is all the shit you need to make a CNC go make it, you know? And then I don't know the whole story. I'm just assuming they got so big. They're like, Hey, we need to become a CNC company. And they became avid CNC and they make yeah. some of the parts and stuff like that. But like a lot of people, it's just like those printed, uh, CNCs. Like yep. you can just make your CNC, yeah. like yeah. you can buy all the stuff and put it together. So it's just people that are smart. Like you look at like this old Tony, like he programs all his own shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, And it's amazing. Um, So back to the laser for a second. So one of my buddies that helped me, he's like a, I don't know, like a computer engine, like a software engineer or something Mm -hmm. like he makes software. I mentioned him once before he's making like, he has a company where they're trying to make um, totally secure software. So like your phone is your password. You don't Program, but just knowing your phone's with you like does your thing. But anyways, yeah, it's like a security token. Yeah, R, yeah, it's like the old, yeah, it's like the old RSA tokens. Do You ever have one of those little token cards? I never it's, had um, to have one. Yeah, but, like, we that's they're, they're how used in, to do it at my yes. day job.
2: Obviously, for like when yeah secure banking. There's so like,
3: still know. like that, but just because you have your phone with you, that makes it secure. Mm, but anyways, yeah. So he was able to do things on the laser, and he doesn't even know. What a CO two laser is, or right. a fiber laser is. He just knew that like this code means this, so this mm-hmm. is doing this, and it was amazing like that he was able to like get this thing going, and then he started to like um help me with the computer, putting the software for the CNC, and it wasn't working. But I was like, my other computer's working, and he started messing with the profile. I'm like, dude, don't touch that, like. That's like, please it does what it does. Right? So like when, yeah, so when you get a CNC, you get like a profile, Paul, and all it says is like um, this CNC is using NEMA 34 stepper motors and they turn like this with this code mm. and to use that. And that's how it knows. Like even with your... Um, like when you set up your a plasma table, like yeah, you yeah. have a profile, it tells it how big it is, mm-hmm. what what code to use for to move the uh, stepper motor. It's this far for that. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot more involved than that. I, I'm not a genius here, but um, but yeah, but if you could find somebody that knew, you know, computers and hardware, like they could probably get that thing going, no problem. You That's know? what I was
2: saying to him. I'm like, dude, you know, yeah. like the, the guy that I bought my tubing bender from, uh, this guy CD. Fabrications. He was on Long Island. He had this, and this guy is like, was like a real top-tier fabricator. He had a huge 5x10 plasma table in his shop. Hmm. And I go, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like, what manufacturer is that? Because it looked so finished. He's like, oh, I built that like eight years ago. Wow. And I'm like, yeah. and he just, you know, he, you know, and Matt actually did this a couple years ago too. He bought plans, bought the motors, wired it up. Fig- uh, figured it out So that's what I was saying mm. To Will I'm like dude Somebody's gotta be able To help you get Yeah Like yeah. if everything's working But your torch height controller That's like Seems like Easy You know mm. If nothing was working Then okay Like now you're really yeah. In the shit But like Like we were saying Who <laughs> If you didn't know That you could go on YouTube or Instagram Or in a forum Who would you call
1: Yeah I don't know <laughs>
2: You know yeah. Like, yeah. What are you gonna do Go to micro center And go hey uh, So I'm having trouble With my torch height controller I get adios yeah Get out. <laughs> i don't know it's 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 wild it it makes you uh it's funny because we've come at it from the other direction, right? Like there are so many people that are so talented with computers and code that they could go at it from that perspective, like your friend. And we're coming at it from the opposite side saying like, all I needed to do is move the router like this yeah. and like this and like this. And I yeah. could move the router myself, but I can't get the computer to do it. And they're going, well, I couldn't touch a router, but I can yeah. make the computer move the router. So, yeah, uh, exactly. It's definitely it's definitely amazing to have the capability to go with this, all this digital stuff. I mean, Paul,
1: like your plasma table has to have completely changed your business oh 100 I mean, percent! it's so easy to use like yeah like it it screws up every once in a while mostly because of like something i'll do or like mm-hmm. a p pe- like in the file like i never include like a little tab to like hold it yeah. on and then the thing falls and sticks up and hits the torch and i'm like yep. what's going on and then i look over this the little like welding you got a shark straight. fin stick yeah out. it's like <laughs> oh that's what's happened like but yeah. generally it's like just I make the thing on the computer in my office. I email it to my computer by the table. I press a couple buttons, and it spits something out. It's, like, pretty incredible.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's really amazing. I mean, Derek, like, so the stuff you were making yesterday looked like you were flying.
3: Yeah, it's funny because, yeah, and it's funny because, like you said, Paul, like, a lot of times, like, you want to blame the machine, but it's, like, self-induced, you know? Yeah. So, So yesterday I was making, those were basically going to be assembled, so they were, like, um like brackets to hold a bunch of like storm windows or window sashes upright and that's what like the little grooves were for. So, I was thinking there's no way really to hold them down, hold the sheet down. So, I needed to mock the centers of all of them and screw those all down and basically carve away everything else. So, when I was done, everything screwed down was the finished pieces, you know, because you couldn't hold it from the edges. It's just going to be too flimsy. You know, there's nothing there unless you made the pots real small with tabs and everything. So um, and somebody had mentioned a couple people had mentioned the composite nails to hold it down. Mm. And um, the only thing with those, I'm like how do you, when you pull them up, is it ruining everything and all that? You're supposed to snap them off. Is that how you do it? Yeah, you're
2: supposed to hit the part laterally and they snap off, but they stay in the part
3: yeah yeah so th- that might not be a problem that might be an option I-, I i was thinking of looking into one but you know they're not cheap or anything not that i mm-hmm. care about that but if it if it's got a place if i'm going to be doing a lot of stuff like this but um it's funny you need a special gun for that yeah you do right. you do that it's like 300 bucks so mm-hmm. i mean it's not the end of the world but you know it- it's nice Cheaper than a new laptop yeah oh yeah yeah definitely but it was funny i um so I do, when I, what I do is um, I use the, I think either Jimmy taught me this or, no, I think, uh, um, uh, was it Jimmy? No, it was Bernie, I think, Bernie Solo. So once you have your parts, even if they're tiny parts, I just make a quarter inch circle and I make it drill down like .05, whatever that is, and I'll put the dots all over the pieces and and I'll hold it down, reference where it is, and I'll let it go through a file, and it just marks the board everywhere. Yeah. I go around, I put all my screws in, and it's funny because you look at it, and you're like, oh, man, this is doesn't look good. Because the, I mean, there was probably 30 screws in that sheet of plywood. you right. Yeah. So as soon as I hit start the second time I walk away to grab my coffee, I never change the file. Oh. So brand-new bit goes eh! and eh, eh, three screws it hits it touches off on all three of them uh, i said you gotta be uh, shitting me right uh, so sparks everywhere and um it, i probably could have used it but it's it was a, a bit i've used maybe once before and at the time, I had ordered four of them, so I had three brand new ones. I'm like, "Why am I going to bother?" And yeah, it I take a and list. then you ruin the yeah. whole
1: file. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it or... just, yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm going to ruin it. The, then I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I change it out, and these bits are great. Um, I like I said, I've had four of my. Gave Jimmy one. I used it once. I. Loved it, then I hated it because it does a pretty good cut, but it's not like a finished cut. But they're made for cut in three-quarter-inch Baltic birch. Mm. So a couple people got concerned that I was going too fast with this. I was going about 300 inches a minute, which is super fast. That's like double. Like Fast is usually like 150 for me, so it was double. But these say on the package it can go up to 800 inches a minute through (sighs) three-quarter-inch Baltic birch. I know.
1: This is a minute if you like blink, that's done. Yeah. Like, that's so, like 15 miles an hour. Like, yeah. So, that. Than that.
3: I, I don't mean, even yeah. understand.
1: Hold on. So, so let me grab the package. I don't think that's the like package. The hell is that? I think the I think that car that, that was, was driving yeah, past no, your shop yeah, just Jeff, went to Derek's just, house. Yeah, Jeff.
2: Jeff, the
3: Jeff, Jeff just flipped. That was almost my laptop on the ground. That was my mic that fell over. I guess there. that's I guess that's connected to something.
2: My uh, my plasma the other day, Paul. I I accidentally uh, I meant to reset. I was cutting quarter inch. No, I was cutting yeah quarter inch plate at 60 amps, and I usually run that at about 90 inches a minute, and I forgot to reset my plasma, and it went at 150 inches a minute. Oh, yeah, sparks and, everywhere. Dude, and it, it cut it, but I remember like pushing the button, and uh, that kid yeah. Panza was there with me. He'd never seen the plasma run. Yeah. And he, as soon as it turned on, he like jumped out of his skin. <laughs> yeah. He was like, holy shit! The thing was flying. That's,
3: That's long time. I want to see if it says how fast these go. <laughs> it, it was bad enough the mic fell. It landed on um, the sheet metal tray. <laughs> for the uh, CNC. Oh,
2: perfect. But
3: these are, um, it doesn't say, they're three fluted, um, it's a half inch shank, three flute, quarter inch diameter uh, bit, and they're made specifically for Baltic birch. And uh, hmm. Let's see here. What's your
2: depth of cut when you're running that bit? I was going to ask I you, run
3: it, you. I know. run a full three quarter inch. Wow. One pass. Holy yeah.
1: shit. He's a professional, yeah. Chris.
3: Yeah. So, but, like, this is only really good for this. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they're real cheap, these bits. You would think they're real expensive. But it says, let's see, CNC feed and speed. It doesn't give it to you, but uh, let me see. So the part number, if anybody's interested, it's an in Amana bit, and the part number is 4540.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go.
3: Quarter inch, half inch, um, shank. Hmm. Let me see. Oh, I see say... it now.
2: It, 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 it looks like it's like a no fuss kind of bit. It's just like straight. Yeah. Yeah, flutes, just a, like, yeah. Just, yeah. Just go a to, straight. Go to town.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, there's mixed reviews on them, and, uh, but I don't think they stay, it doesn't seem like it stays shop long. Like, I cut four mm. sheets of plywood, and the last one, it was getting real loud, and, um, you know, like but disposable. I think. Yeah, but you know, for the money, you know, they're probably like thirty bucks. I mean, mm-hmm. they're saying twenty dollars mm-hmm. here, but it's um, you know, it, I want to see where it said there was actually an ad for them one place, and it said that they were, they were um. They were good for up to eight hundred inches a minute.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm actually watching right a here. video
2: now where they're cutting full depth in melamine. Y- you just know like what, Derek? It could
1: yeah. literally be one of those things where it's like if you cut faster, it lasts longer for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, because like, it's yeah, not it like could rubbing be. as much. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah. Who, the who only reason, knows?
3: the only reason I was going um, three hundred inches a minute was because That's where it was so many. Like notches, like you know, the machine's going to slow down for yeah. those anyways. So even if you put a thousand inches a minute, it, it's not going to ever go that fast because it just it'd has be so many grooves. Yeah, yeah, it'd break the belts and everything. Yeah. So, so, but um, but yeah, for this job, it worked out well, you know, because um, I did a couple trials. And I forgot I had these bits, and I was using a quarter-inch bit. and It's like, you know, I go three passes through three-quarter-inch, and people probably rolling their eyes. Some guys are saying, oh, what a baby. Then other guys are saying, geez, that's fast, you know. It's funny. It's like, you know, yeah, people people at the up. CNC, it's like opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like um, just whatever. But I, I always like when people talk about going fast – like, even this, like, I'm getting paid for the job, but I'm down here doing something else anyway. So, you know, if it takes two hours or if it takes, you know, three hours, it's not the end of the day for me, you know. I don't have another job waiting to go on there. So, whatever. I if I don't want to listen to it if it's squealing, you know, real loud. And a lot of the bits do that when you're going real fast. So, whatever. But, yeah, that's my story. And
2: there's no, I mean, it's there's, that's another thing, too, is I was – I don't know. Maybe uh, I was talking to somebody about it. I was talking to somebody about, like, just how, like, especially with Paul, like, you have no idea what it's like to, to deal with all this bit bullshit. You just put a new consumer on oh, the yeah. plasma table and it goes, you know, it doesn't touch anything. That's why, like, did you guys watch Jason from Fireball Tools' new video where he cut the eight inches of solid steel? I saw steel? the thumbnail. I need to watch it. Dude, it's insane. He cuts eight inches of solid steel with his, with his water jet. I think it takes like three hours, though. I'm sure. Thought, wasn't it 12 inches? No, he could cut 12 inches, but he only cut 8 inches. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it was like 3 hours or something. He shows a chart. Every inch it got thicker was another like 40 minutes. So he got up to like 200 and something minutes. Yeah. So if he would have gone to twelve inches, it would have been like you know even more and more and more. It would have just when he pulled finished. it
3: out, he was like, "Oh, the cuts, this that." I was looking at, it, I was like, "That cuts really good." I know
2: he's like talking really down. He's, he's like, like "Oh, hey, it looks horrible down, down the
3: down other out, end." Like, I'm like, "That looks really good for cutting that deep." I mean, Holy there shit. is
2: no other way to do it. Uh, you Yeah, know, that's it's like, insane. Uh,
3: that's amazing that that can do that.
2: Yeah. I know it, it's. I want. I, did
3: he say how much stuff he used the abrasive? No, I was
2: hoping he would because he had told me once. Him and I had talked about the Wazer, and he had told me once like that. Um, I was saying, "Oh, like the Wazer is great, but it just uses a ton of garnet." And I forget what he told me. It was like shocking how much his machine uses. Mm. Like, it's and funny. I think it's partially because the pressure, like his, the pressure on his machine is like exponentially higher than the pressure yeah. on the wager, oh, which yeah. is why it can cut so much more yeah. stuff. And yeah. it's a production machine. But I think because the pressure is so high, right, the water the water usage has to be higher to keep up with yeah. the pressure. So the garnet usage is probably higher. Yeah. I don't remember what he told me. It uses like you know five
1: pounds a minute or something like that. Yeah, I bet I it's something crazy. Those don't seem the most economical to use. It's They're not, but there you are certain cut. things that you can't...
2: Yeah. There is no repli- There is no replacement, so it's, like, That's
1: economical
2: true. or not, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if,
1: like, I was going to buy something, like, or, or if to cut a lot of metal or, like, sheet metal, it seems like the laser, like a laser would be the way to go. Or yeah. uh, if yeah. you're doing, like, well, yeah, stuff like a high-def plasma. If, you're if doing, the like, lasers, a display,
3: been, like, I know the lasers have been around, but, like, for a shop like his, like, price-wise, I wonder. You know, five years ago, whenever he got that, what a laser would be to cut. Well, he does so much crazy stuff.
1: shit that might be the best thing for him. Yeah, you know, because yeah. he's doing all sorts of weird things of different thicknesses and.
3: It's funny you you brought up the laser. Do you remember the other day we were talking about setting up machines, Chris, and we were talking about with the laser and stuff and how somebody we know that has one. We thought we'd throw it out. And I I was told you my plan for inheriting it one day. I, I shared that, that with them the other day. And he, he got a laugh. I says, Yeah, me and Chris were just talking about that. I says, So he, I, he goes, It's outside. I says, Make sure it doesn't get damaged. No, it's not. He said he it's strained. It he, said it's, he said it's strained. Yeah. I said, There's got to oh, be water in there carp? somewhere. No, who it's cares? In the chicken coop. The, the, yeah. It's a nesting. Yeah, the, box. Chick, the chickens are keeping it warm. Ugh. I says, Be good to my Wazer. I don't want that thing damaged, dude. Well, dude, you know? my,
2: my drain line every, every winter, I keep it out the window. Every winter, my drain line freezes. And yeah. I always get nervous that the ice is going to creep, you know, because ice will creep. Yeah. I always yeah, get yeah. nervous it's going to creep back, but um, uh, it hasn't frozen yet. I looked up what Jason told me. So his his water jet uses one point two pounds a minute. So if so he, if that I can't imagine thousand pounds to cut that thing. Well, out? his cut was two hundred and fifty minutes, right, Derek? Something like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So but you got to remember, 1.2.
3: he showed. Yeah. But I That's guarantee like 400 you, hundred pounds. But no. That's one point he, he changed the tip. The other yeah, was like a the To be as
2: big as possible, so it, it was huge. More,
3: I so guarantee you, it's more 500 than five hundred pounds of garnet. Wow, well, at least
2: at least because it's at one point too. It's three hundred pounds of garnet. Oh yeah, and his 100%. Or, the new orifice looked like it was two or three times the size. Yeah, so figure at least five hundred pounds. Yeah. So and I think I pay. I mean, he's probably buying his garnet in a much larger bulk, but that cut alone probably cost three hundred. Mm.
1: I don't know, three hundred wow. dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that stuff you can't reuse. No, no. Can't throw it, lay it out in the sun and dry it out like they do with. Oh, football. you know what?
2: Let me tell you, you can reuse it.
1: Oh, but tried? only but if
2: your shop floods and you need to fill sandbags, because a lot of uh, my sandbags are filled with garnet. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've, I have like probably twenty sandbags outside filled with garnet. I have a whole system because really? I have to I have to manually remove the garnet from the Wazer. Yeah. There are little yeah. catch little catch bins that don't fucking work. Um. Yeah. There's actually like there's a system within the Wazer where it's supposed to push garnet to these pumps and then pump the garnet into these little bins. I mean, listen, it's a lofty goal, and I, mm. I'm honestly impressed that they got it to work at all. Because think about yeah. it. You've got it doesn't even
1: It's so insane that the thing even remotely functions. It's, it's an amazing machine. Yeah.
2: It's a, it's mm. an, I mean, especially for the $3,200 that I paid for mine at Kickstarter yeah. when it's now yeah. ten grand, It's an yeah. incredible piece of equipment. But so if you imagine you've got carbon-rich sand in the bottom of a tank, and then somehow that sand is supposed to find its way to a tube and then pump its way up and into a bin. Yeah, it's
1: like thick mud. It's like, why would it yeah. even move?
2: But it does. Mm. It just doesn't do it efficiently enough. Uh, that it, it Like, it doesn't do it as well as they want it to. So what they have is they have tool paths that will go around the machine without spraying garnet and just blast water in the bottom of the tank to try to uh, push the garnet to the pumps and pump mm. it up. But anyway... When I empty my laser, I empty it right into a sandbag in a bucket mm. so that as I'm emptying the machine, it's going right into a sandbag in a bucket. And then when the sandbag is full, I tie off the bag and I put it in, in the courtyard. I Vietnam, got a question. Uh,
3: now, why, why can't you reuse it? Obviously, there's metal in it. But say if you did have a screen that was fine enough to clean it. Could you reuse it? Like it's if, wet? If, 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 if well, it's wet, is, but yeah. But I'm saying, like, just say you wanted to go through aggregation and dry it, yeah. and si- and sift it. Is it just because it's wet and has degraded stuff in it too?
1: It's
2: yeah. That's how margarine that, does it. The orifice is so small. If you get one
1: little clog, you're done.
2: And and it happens a lot. That's one of the issues with the wazer is that you'll get the tiniest bit of water because it's a venturi, right? So there's nothing yeah. and and um uh. Jason's water jet is gravity-fed. If you look at his videos, he has, like, a hopper next to the uh, port. It's right there. The Wazer is um, Venturi. So there's a a drawer on the side of the Wazer that's filled with garnet. And then there's a little orifice in the bottom with a little vibrating motor. And when the Wazer is running, it looks like quicksand. It looks like Indiana Jones. You see the the sand just slowly going down into, like, a funnel. Mm. Now, that funnel has a tube and then there's a venturi effect from the pump sucking the sand into the nozzle if at any point that venturi backs up a little tiny bit that's it. it machine clogs you have to empty all the garnet out of the bucket you have to dry the whole thing and then you have to blast compressed air through the line to dry it out if you don't get all the water out and you reset the whole thing start it again clogs again so you know it's uh it, that's that's it's, it's part of the idea that the laser is self-contained and looks really nice on a table, right? The thing is fucking gorgeous. It's like a race car, you know? Mm. But that's yeah. a, a really complicated way to get abrasive into a nozzle where you yeah. could have just made it, like, less sexy and had the fucking garnet feed from above. And yeah. it probably would never clog. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but um, so that's why I think you can't reuse it because I think mm. that in order to get it to the point where it was actually usable, it would be it would maybe work for a little while, but the second like one grain of that shit was too wet, it would be it'd be done mm. again. So I mean, yeah. I've used I don't know I had to I've I've only I've only run maybe a thousand pounds of garnet through mine, and it clogs. But I've done pretty pretty large jobs on that machine that have you know it's paid for itself that's all i can say you yeah. know mainly with thin with thin sheet metal i did a job a little while ago where i had to use o 30 stainless and if you've ever tried to like drill like i had to make plugs out of o 30 stainless so like i couldn't cut it on the plasma it would have warped like crazy it would have just like turned to and like potato all, chips. the edges
1: get all like black and like screwed up exactly and stainless and we tried it
2: with a hole saw. We burned out three hole saws cutting these little discs because it, you know, it was like, it's stainless steel, right? It just, like, is abrasive. So we had to make, like, 40 of them. So I, I set up a tool path. I put it in the Wazer. And in, like, an hour or two hours, I had, you know, 40 perfectly cut, no-burr discs, um, which, like, I don't know of another way other than calling send-cut-send Send and having them cut them for me to mm. have gotten those, you know? So yeah, uh, right there. It, yeah, it's like, too bad
3: it it's it's never really took off because I remember seeing that thing. I remember when you were getting yours; it was like mm-hmm. so exciting, you know. Just thinking like this is going to be the new thing, you know. And uh, yeah, do you it's, ever talk to them anymore? Or have any contact with anybody so, over there? Or? So
2: funny enough, I actually reached out. We can out cut to this them. part out. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, I um. No, I know you. Any chance a, they want a, to work a, with an up-and-coming Netflix yeah. star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what well is, I might it, already honestly, have my hands
3: on one, Paul. Uh, we'll talk about later. They,
2: they should. The, the problem with with
3: because you don't uh, hear about them anymore. Well, like, this you used is to the see issue, them around. I actually I've never, said
2: something to them, and I, you know. I would actually love to hear that they're listening to this because I'll give them this advice again. I have had people, because I have have this Wazer video on YouTube that's gotten like maybe 200,000 views. When I got mine, right? I have the first production Wazer that was ever released to the public. I drove there, picked it up. I beta tested it. I had a good relationship with them. I I, I still would say that I I do have a good relationship with them. Mm -hmm. I've had people reach out to me and go, hey, is Wazer still in business? Because they haven't updated their news on their website or their Instagram. At, at that point, they hadn't updated it in like eight months. Wow. So people were messaging me going, listen, I want to buy a Wazer, but I don't want to buy it and then find out that they're on the verge of bankruptcy and mm. I give them a deposit or I give them $10,000 and then I need to get the money back. So I sent them an email. I said, hey guys, I hope you're doing well. You know, um, I don't know what the status of the company is, but it would really be helpful if you guys would at least post on Instagram like once a week. Do something to let people know that you're actually like a business that's functioning and i know that they're busy i'm sure they have a lot of shit going on but everybody has a lot of shit going on and if my job was to sell ten thousand dollar machines i'd figure out a time to post on instagram every couple of days something Mm, so that i wouldn't have the seed of doubt in the public community where i think there's no way this company's even still in business you know what i mean so i just went on their website they haven't posted anything since november of last year And they are still in business. They are still in business, as as far as I know. They're still in business. Let's see. The last time they posted on Instagram, September, September, yeah. Yeah. So they made a bunch of content. They posted. They posted like five news articles on their website in like the same day, which like doesn't doesn't speak to like much progress, you know. And I know they moved shops and all this shit, but. It doesn't take very long to just post a post on Instagram. Not every post on Instagram has to be like, you know, a a fucking a master's thesis. Just post, hey, we we, you know, we're shipping out a machine today. Hey, here's us cutting something. You know what I mean? So Mm, anyway. Yeah. Um I, I wish those guys well. I met I met the founders, I met the lead engineers, they were really nice guys and um, you know, obviously the the to design that machine from scratch is an incredible feat. Like, you know, that should never be taken away from them, even if they only made 10 of them and then they said hey this isn't viable and gave up
3: yeah no it's it's, it's, it's really it's, cool it is it's it's amazing but like i'm looking at one of the videos on their instagram right now it's cutting the aluminum gear hmm. and it's a five inch gear out of uh eighth inch aluminum and it took 35 minutes and it's hmm. like they're kind of saying like it's like a, exciting but i'm thinking like that seems just kind of slow i mean no that's fast I mean, oh, just, look, the 30, thing is, thirty-five that's minutes fa- though. Like, if but that's I had asked
2: for that, like process, right? Like, do you know how long it would take to cut that gear on a milling machine? Yeah, you no, know? I
3: understand that, but I'm just thinking, you know, for ten thousand. But, but yeah, but ten years ago, or five years ago, yeah, but with send cut send, oh, you know 100%. what I mean? It's like, you know, I could probably get it mailed here just as quick. Just a hundred percent, hundred percent, and that episode, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. And yeah, I'm not trying yeah. to knock them. It just, I, I would have thought. It would be quicker. If it was like quarter-inch aluminum, I would be okay. But but for eighth-inch, it just seems you oh, know, yeah. it would be able to rip through aluminum. Uh,
2: 100%. It, it is an amazing machine. If I mean, you guys
3: are listening you want to send me one, I still will take one. Yeah. In, I have like, all sure. day to cut you aluminum. I
2: mean, listen, I, I, will, I, I am very confident that the influencer exposure that me, Jimmy, and
1: Jason gave them
2: yeah, accelerated their business. There's no
1: question. Well, I would never even know about them without... I, I, you're, yeah. You and Jimmy, and now I didn't even know Jason did stuff with them, but... They're the only reason why I even know about it like I yeah. I've never so, seen them anywhere else. And
2: now they just raised their price. They they so yeah. it was when it came out it was 5 grand, then it went to 7500, now it's $10,000. 5
1: grand seems wildly inexpensive for like what it is.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is too, yeah. their their closest competitor, the Protomax, which is made by Omax, which is a huge water jet company. Oh. The Protomax is $29,000. Wow. And at the time when the Wazer came out, you could get it for for four grand on Kickstarter, that's
1: insane. So it like, was like, how are they making how, any money?
2: That's what I want to know. There's and then, no way. And, and and then thinking about it even deeper in the financials of it, they had to have some venture capital because they raised a million dollars on uh, on um, Kickstarter. Wow. But they had like f- like fifteen employees. So that means like think about it: a million dollars doesn't go
1: too far when no, you have to pay people. Like a couple months.
2: Yeah, you have to pay people and develop a product. So, you know, but what I was getting at was that, like, if they're trying to sell a machine now that's more expensive than ever, they should be tripling down into the influencer space. And, like, the way Glowforge is, like, in everybody's shop or, like, these other lasers and shit, like, they should be selling to other people unless they're you know, they're, they're, uh, there is the idea of, of being afraid of the volume. You know, they might be saying, listen, we can't yeah, keep they up as us ins, up. Yeah, yeah. And if we get 50 orders, we're going to just, like, you know, th- maybe there's mm. maybe they're at a point where they can't scale up unless they get, like, 1,000 orders a month, not, you know, 10 orders yeah. a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm sure there's a huge barrier between making 10 of those units and making, like, 500. Yeah. And if your volume then slows back down, you're probably, like, totally screwed.
1: And they're, ma- they're making them themselves.
2: They're, the parts are made in China, and they assemble all of them in Brooklyn. Wow. In Brooklyn, that's in the, Brooklyn. That's an easy place to do manufacturing, right? Dude, yeah. they had such a nice space. I went to their launch party uh, um, when they first, you know, when they first like announced when the first production models were out, and like beautiful shop, like it looked like a yeah. lab at MIT. You know, it didn't yeah. look like mm. a manufacturing. Space, Someone's,
1: you know works somebody on was throwing money There's someone from wall street investing that someone's yeah. father or something right like, i know this whole thing is like how are they making money they're probably like the most expensive place you could choose to like most inefficient place to manufacture right. something i know like
2: i mean you know great guys doing great stuff so if you're listening it's you cool send, they should send wazers out to a bunch of people you know um mm. you know they it, they it do is, have it is an
3: amazing product though it really is but it's uh, someone's really smart there
1: that created that thing oh yeah a couple of those guys they're all from
2: MIT I think oh no they're either MIT or I don't remember where they went they won many awards for this
1: machine I mean it is incredible
2: yeah it's amazing
3: but what you were saying about scaling like I never understood that until like Jimmy got this Walmart deal Mm -hmm. and like I always just thought like if people want your stuff you just make more of it you know what I mean And just seeing like the pain in the ass it was for him to like try to like fulfill like an initial wa- order for Walmart you know mm-hmm. it was like i it, it was it's crazy like yeah. how how it all works, you know, and uh you know he just got that whole thing going, so it's like you know good for him, you know I'm happy for him, but uh it's just it's just it's just crazy. Like I just never you know I never had any business sense as it was you know. But it's just funny. It's like you just think oh it, people want more we'll just make more of them you know. And know. It's not that simple. You well, know? it's
2: funny. Like one of the first I think I may have even talked about this on here before. But so when Kickstarter first launched, there was this article that came out maybe like six months to a year after it came out because when kickstarter came out i was i had a product when i was in college that i designed and developed and i manufactured myself and sold it was this like camera thing um and i did everything myself i wound up hiring a machine shop at some point to do some tapping because i needed like a three quarter inch npt like tapered tap it was really hard for me to do by hand so i had some shit manufactured kickstarter came out and everybody that knew me was like you got to launch it on kickstarter because then you could get all this money up front yada yada So I looked into it. I thought about it. Then I read this article about a woman who had made uh, a product on Kickstarter. It was like it looked like an old gramophone, you know, like a record player with the big Uh, like cone. And she had made an an iPad gramophone thing. She put it on Kickstarter seeking to get like $25,000, whatever. The thing went viral, super viral, got thousands of orders, couldn't scale it, couldn't deliver it. Basically lost all the money, just desperately trying to keep up and fulfill the orders that she got. It ruined her life. Wow. She said. She said if she could go back, she never would have even thought about it. She would have just made them herself and sold them as. So they there's would no be.
1: limit. Like you, you can't. You put could a ca- stop. Oh, it. But oh. at
2: the time, it was probably you know it probably happened really fast. But she's
1: probably like, why would I stop this? And then before exactly. she knew it, it was too late and.
2: And then what do you do? You have to find a wood shop, a metal shop, a shipping logistics person. You're shipping them all over the world. You know like and this is the infancy of Kickstarter where people didn't realize that you have to be careful, right? Mm. At the moment, I'm sure like Derek, like you were saying, before you started talking to Jimmy, your thought was, well, if somebody orders 10,000 of these, that'll be the best day of my life. Yeah. Or it could be the absolute it, worst it, thing that could happen is to is you. Is there like a time you know?
1: that she has to like a certain amount of time that she gets to man- manufacture the thing, like she had she as just... much
2: time as she wanted. But it was so. A what matter was the of, problem? I think she priced them too cheap. It's just oh well, that's a and big by problem. the time, yeah. like, let's say she got a hundred thousand dollars, because when she was making them in her in her basement, she could afford to make them for twenty dollars each and sell them for sixty. But by yeah. the time she sourced the material at bulk and labor and insurance and hiring a manufacturer, it not it, it became not profitable. But I, I think she went far enough where she couldn't give back the money. It just was, it ended yeah. up being not worth it. And it was, yeah. it was a cautionary tale to say, listen, if you have an amazing idea and it's successful, it might be great for you. Look at Jocko with the maker knife. I mean, Jocko, yeah. like, like I, I, I have a feeling that he was very close to the edge when he was trying to get these things mm. yeah. delivered, you know? Yeah,
3: well, it's funny because my father-in-law, he's, you know, been, he, he, you know, worked for Coca-Cola for a lot of years and he was, you know, handled like big accounts and all this mm-hmm. stuff and when this whole thing started with Jimmy I was telling him about it. He goes, that's amazing, but he goes, he's not going to be able to do it. He goes, I, I, I'd be shocked if he's able to do it. He goes, "He goes, people don't understand the volume of numbers and like, just think, and it's funny because Jimmy did a live on uh, YouTube the other mm-hmm. night with Howard um, and Adam was on it, but um, like Howard was saying, he's like, we're hoping to just survive this initial wave, so we can do this. Like it's just, it just, it's so many orders that they have to fulfill, and it's like a bottomless pit. Yep. You know, my father-in-law used to say, he said, Coca-Cola they had a hard time just fulfilling um, um, Walmart because it's just so much. You know, it's mm-hmm. so much volume. You know, and, and, and you then know they could think drop that. you
1: after yeah. you finally get everything yeah. set up. They might say, yeah. you know what. Goodbye. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. They like, say, "Hey, our market yeah.
2: research is showing that people yeah. aren't drinking soda anymore." Yeah, you know. Yeah,
3: so it's just sometimes you can to be careful what you wish for. You yeah, know?
2: it's 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 crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a a lot of risk in scaling at that at that rate, and there's mm-hmm. there's ways to do it safely, right? There's ways to limit how much you sell, but you know everybody's, people's interests are so fleeting, right? So if you say, hey, I'm going to make this knife, I'm going to make a 1,000 of them, and you get 20,000 people that say they want it, and you go, oh, my God, all right, I sold the first 1,000. It's for sale again. I guarantee mm. you that that 20,000 shrinks to, like, 5,000 yeah. the second time around. Yeah, you yeah. never know like, what the hell is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't well, want that's...
1: to, blow, like, ru- like, ruin an opportunity. Like, if you got thousands of people wanting to buy a product, you're not going to, like, turn them away, and then maybe yep. if you don't turn them away, you can get yourself into a big mess. It's yep. like no one knows what the right move is. It's like you kind of right yeah. just got yeah. go to go for it. The
2: right move is to go on Shark Tank and get one of these guys that
1: have so much money that they don't care to uh, to deal with it. <laughs> you uh, know? Yeah. That, that's like one of the greatest shows of all time. It's like such a good concept.
2: Yeah. They, they, well, it's the, an interesting thing now, though. I watched an episode recently the, where one of the guys, um, like they – like like totally thrash this dude that came on this guy came on trying to sell like 10 percent of his company really successful company and i think mark cuban goes like this is bullshit you're only on here you don't need our money yeah you don't yeah. need our help they say that but, a lot but you just yeah. convince the producers to let you in here so they that you could promote your product yeah. on this show and they're like get out like that's this that's yeah they don't mess around yeah they get pissed <laughs> so, other than Shark Tank, what are you guys watching this week? Uh, me,
3: I'm going to be watching.
2: How many laser videos? I you, you watch this
3: week. Oh my god, I'm I'm friends with every laser guy <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, no, no, I tell you, it's just a lot of good info. You know who? Know who I'm going to pick? I, can I pick two? Yes, this week. I'll give because you, well, you I, one I, and a half. Gonna a YouTube, one one's going to be a YouTube, and one's going to be an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, there you all go. right. This kid on YouTube, he's got like nobody on Instagram, which is funny. He's got a pretty good following. This kid laser everything. Oh yeah, on yeah. YouTube. Oh my man. God, that kid knows everything about lasers. It's just unbelievable, and I, I just I give people like that so much credit because one they learn everything and then too like they explain it so thoroughly like i wouldn't have the patience to do that and i just find that amazing you know mm-hmm. and um, it's just really really good he does videos on everything like if you have a laser or you're thinking of getting a laser or you want to know the difference of the lasers the colors anything go check out laser everything kids amazing on instagram maya's workshop I've been um, talking with him, mm-hmm. do, doing a ton of stuff. He does a ton on Instagram, ton of good information. I think we're going to hook up with a phone call this week, and uh, he's going to sort out a couple of questions I have. But, um, yeah, those two. So if you have any laser issues, those are good. And if that doesn't work, make friends with Gary LaGuardia because he helped me out this week tremendously. <laughs> he's, he's like the OG I, laser t- guy. Dude, he had lasers before lasers were lasers. I mm-hmm. mean, he Seriously. He that kid he told me he set up his laser with no information. He just had to keep fucking with it. I was like, I would have thrown that thing in a dumpster a long time ago. Right, but right no. Right. And they were he, he when had, he
2: bought that laser, that shit was probably like five times dude, what it cost. Oh laser. yeah. It was like yeah. 20000 grand.
3: He said yeah, he said like a fifty watt you couldn't even buy. He yeah. said the biggest was thirty watt and it was like nine thousand dollars or something like that. So wow. Yeah. But how about you, Paul? What did I pick yours? They take yours.
1: Um, who have I been watching? You know what I did start to watch was was Game of Thrones, just on. Uh, on purpose. On or? HBO. Because <laughs> you,
2: you have so much free time.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to I think of what I've been watching watch on YouTube. Um, besides Chris, I, I'm re-watching the Tim Dillon with Joe Rogan. Oh my god. Episode. Dude, I, I, I'm I'm
2: I'm so deep in the Tim. I'm Dillon going now. to see
1: him Friday.
2: Are you really? In,
1: in Ridgefield.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. He's want to? You should get a ticket. Take Angela. No, I'm going to be in Atlanta at WorkbenchCon.
1: Oh, shit. Well, you shouldn't go to that.
2: I should go to Tim Dillon instead. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe next year we could get Tim Dillon to
2: come to WorkbenchCon and just in... roast everybody. <laughs> He'd rather die. He, he could eat some fish oh, in a I... cup. He's so funny. I've been listening to all. I dude, you gotta listen to him on Tana Mongu. That like, oh my god, the best. influencer girl. Oh, uh, the best. Carrie, this
1: but she's kind of is... she's kind of self aware of like what she does. One hundred percent. She you, like knows be. it's total like ins like just yeah like it's insanity. Like how she even is famous. But like he oh god, he's so funny. And she was she was good. Like she was like just she was a good laughing story. at herself. Yeah, yeah, she really was. You know. But he's the best. He he really is. He just <laughs> so I don't know. Funny. So funny. His most recent
3: one. I I just went to look. It says Tim Dillon's going to hell. <laughs> I wouldn't be one? surprised if there were a that, lot. of That was people like the first. That. Like yeah. All right. I just subscribed to it.
2: So funny. Um, yeah. I uh, I was gonna say Tim Dillon, but I did just watch another video. Um, that was pretty wild. It's from. Um, Kaplan America I don't actually know what this is Kaplan Cycles Vintage I think they're the New England I think it's the New England Motorcycle Museum for some reason this video popped up on my suggestion suggested uh, videos it's these guys that buy vintage motorcycles they go to a guy's apartment in the Bronx and he has an apartment filled with motorcycles oh in the God. Bronx, on shelves, under Holy tables. Shit. And they buy 14 motorcycles from him. And some of them are in a room where the door of the room is blocked by like a knack. You know, like, uh, Derek, you know what a foreman's box is? Like a five yeah. foot tall yeah. box. Yeah. So yeah. the guy climbs on top of the box and they feed <laughs> the motorcycle <laughs> out of the room in between the head of the door and oh the top of the God. box on its side. And then they load up a trailer and take him out. It's a guy from, uh, from the Bronx.
3: So uh, that's
2: what's going to be my, that's going to be my pick of the week.
3: There used to be a motorcycle shop near us in Chelsea that was like in this wooden building. It was like a warehouse and you go in, it was just like a regular door. You go up five steps, you're in like the showroom. It was all wooden. And then you had like a hallway with all bikes and stuff. But it was like this wooden building, and like you'd be like, "Oh, this is a nice bike." he would pull it out, He'd start it right up inside it, right in the <laughs> building. Like it was like a, it wasn't like a shop thing. It was like a, an old like I don't even know what the did hell. He, it did was, he turn the music structure. on the radio off real loud uh, before yeah. he did it? I think I turned on the was All vacant, but like him, but it was like the whole place would be filled with smoke and everything. Like so illegal, but dude, <laughs> when
2: I when I was in college, I had a. What workshop. Are you gonna do? When I was in college, I had a workshop in my bedroom of my apartment. And when I would use the bandsaw, I would turn the music on really loud so that if anybody complained, they were only complaining about music. They weren't complaining about a fucking bandsaw on the third floor. Well, that's
3: it. Can you imagine like (laughs) these kids like when we me and Jimmy, when we went to visit like the um, Harvard and MIT there, they had um, I forget the name of the club, but it's like the engineers. It's like all the crazy stuff they make. And I'm like, can you imagine what these kids are doing in their dorms? Like they're just like they're just doing dangerous stuff, you know. (laughs) Not involving girls, just like nerds. Definitely stuff, you not. Know? Making not a lasers. lot. Lasers, yeah. Not a lot of girl action, but a lot of like like lasers and stuff like that. I can't imagine what they're doing, but good clean um, fun.
2: Uh, I also want to go ahead and announce because I know Paul. Uh, I know Paul. This will be really important to you. Mm. That uh, my cat Stewie now has an Instagram. And oh, uh, oh God Everybody has to go this follow is everybody has to go follow uh, dot the dot adventures dot of dot Holy um, shit. Stewie has an Instagram. Stewie uh, will easily usurp me as the most famous person in my house. There is no question. He will surpass my follower count probably instantaneously. So uh the dot adventures dot of I think. And Angela uh. made the uh I gotta talk. To, I gotta talk to his social media manager about his name. I kind of feel like I'm yeah. talking about Chris. It's Cash not, Did Chris Cash make the, it up? Yeah, that's what I, I was I gonna know. say. Did Chris? I don't know uh, if Chris Cash got involved with this, but uh, I'm about to repost him on my repost him on my yeah. story.
3: <laughs> so uh, the, the dot adventures dot of dot stew. That's a that's lot right. of dots going on. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's a lot of dots. I, I don't know. I should have did Derek dot from dot Ice.
2: <laughs> Anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, if you're going to be at WorkbenchCon, Derek and I will see you there yes. on Friday, right? Or Thursday. I'll be there Thursday Friday.
3: Thursday morning, I'll be there.
2: I will not be there until Friday morning.
1: So And I'll be watching yeah. Tim Dillon live yeah. and in person.
2: Yeah, why don't we FaceTime from the Tim Dillon show on uh, Friday night? <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope everybody has a great week, and I'll see you next time.
3: Thank you.